Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And to talk about the Mets, all things in general, we go to the source. Mike Puma from the New York Post joins us now. Hey, Mike, how are you? Hey, Laurie, how are you tonight? I'm doing fine. Uh, let's start with, um, before we get into all the Michigas, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about tonight's game and a bright spot of this Mets season certainly has been Mets pitcher, um, Japanese uh, pitcher Kode Singa. And when you look at today's uh, tonight's game, gives up three runs in the first inning, struggling to find his stuff against this, you know, Braves lineup that seems to score a million runs in the first inning, and then manages to find a way to stay out there for six innings gives up nothing else the rest of the way, keeps his team in the game, 107 pitches. What did a game like this, um, what does this kind of show us about Kodai Senga? Yeah, and, you know, I I think we've seen this a a few times from Senga this this season where he's had a a rough inning early and then kind of clamped down and worked through it. And the thing about tonight, it was against this Braves lineup, which we know how good it is, and... (laughs) We, we certainly saw it come on strong later and give the Mets a, a scare in, mm-hmm. in the, the late innings. But just for, you know, just for Sanka to be able to uh, face this kind of lineup and to be able to kind of uh, rebound, learn some stuff early that wasn't working. And then, uh, you know, you talked about uh, mixing some speed, uh, you know, mixing his velocity up a little bit and uh, throwing some different pitches and uh, to get through it, you know, let's face it, you know, Sank is going to be here uh, for a few more years at least unless the Mets trade him, which is probably unlikely given the the pitching needs. You know, Sank is going to be here. The Braves are their, uh, the team they have to beat in the NL East. So for him to, to, to work through it tonight against this team was a, was a good sign. And the other thing, obviously, that that struck us from, I mean, it's been the way uh, the case going back with this Braves team for a while, but this season, what you watched this weekend of this Braves team and you see the offense, I, I, I understand they have, you know, pitching staff is fine, but the offense... In all your years covering baseball, have you seen a better, deeper lineup, one through nine? It'd, it'd be tough to name one. And, you know, I just marvel at the fact that, uh, you know, they, they let Freddie Freeman walk away a, a couple of years ago and he went to the Dodgers and he's, you know, he's still a top player. But, 
you you bring a, a guy like Olsen, you bring Olsen in there, and he's, you know, nobody in Atlanta is, I don't think, lamenting the fact that, that Freddie Freeman is gone just because of how good Olsen is. And, uh, and, and if you think about that, it, that's pretty remarkable. And you, you go up and down that lineup and, you know, who, who, you know, you have two MVP candidates, really, Acuna and, and Olsen. And, you know, Riley is such a tough out. And RC is a, a very good player. You know, another one, they, they let Dansby Swanson go and RC steps in as a very good short. So it, it's just a, a, a tough team top to bottom. And, uh, yeah, that, that lineup is just so scary. All right, so the big story that's been swirling around over the last few days, and you were somebody who um, you know, wrote an article about the Mets and team chemistry. And let's start with um, what do you think? Do you think the Mets' issues with um, – well, let's start with do you think there is a real issue with team chemistry with the Mets, or is this mostly that um, – Teams that win 101 games um, like each other a lot, and teams that have a losing record, especially when they have high expectations, uh, tend to have you know more chemistry issues. Yeah, you know, I think it's a chicken or the egg kind of thing. And I mentioned that in the story. It's like, okay, do you, do you build chemistry a year like last year where everything's going right, or you know, does, does chemistry play into it and you know the the thing I look at, and I don't I don't think the the chemistry was was awful in this clubhouse, but you know I think we're comparing this Mets team against last year. So when you're comparing it against last year's team, I don't think it was at the at the same level where it was. And you know one of the things that came up to me in the course of my reporting was that uh, you know Chris Bassett was really one of those glue guys in the the, the clubhouse, and there was some head scratching going on when they didn't bring him back and uh they went out and got Verlander and we knew from the start that Verlander and Max Scherzer um there was there was friction between them when they were teammates with the Tigers and uh you know from all accounts I think both both guys from what I understand tried real hard but at the same time they're just two different personalities and sometimes uh, it, it it's tough to work past that and uh it you know Verlander in particular seemed to, to to rub some people the wrong way so somebody you know and I used the the term in my story he he was classified to me as a diva so um you know i i think that played into it um you know now did is that the reason the Mets are in last place or you know we're in last place for a few minutes um might be part of it, but you know, there's there's a lot of things that go into it. In your story, there's a comment about how Verlander complained about that the Mets analytics staff was not as good as what he had with the Bra- uh, with the um, Astros. Astros, I would say, you know, teams like the Astros and the Rays, and some of those are, uh, you know, thought of as being some of the best organizations at, at getting the most out of out of talent. Um, from what you can gather, um, what, what is the perception of the Mets in terms of analytics and have they, you know, compared to, let's say where they were a few years ago to, to now, um, where do they compare to other teams in the league? Well, you know, I, I, I don't have other teams to compare it to, 
you know, you, you obviously see what the Astros and the way the Rays and the Astros have kind of modeled themselves. But the, the Mets, uh, you know, you look back where they were four or five years ago and, and their analytics department was was small. You know, they, they had, I don't know, se- six, seven, eight people. And now it's, you know, five times that at least. So um, it, it's certainly become a point of emphasis since Steve Cohen's bought the team. And, um, you know, you understand that given the way he's made his fortune uh, um, in in hedge funds. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's I think it's headed in the right direction. But, you, you know, you also understand that the Astros uh, – the Astros have, have been at this a long time, and that's that's kind of how uh, they they built, um, you know, over the last decade or so. That that that's kind of been uh, a tenet of how the organization has been run down there. Whereas uh, the Mets, it's a little bit different here. You know, I think over the last four years or so, it's really where the, the Mets have become uh, more analytically focused. One of the other stories swirling around in the last week is that um, there's there's one thing to say that the clubhouse um, chemistry is not what it was last year, um, but stories or reports or people saying that, um, oh, the Mets uh, clubhouse is somehow toxic and that Pete Alonso is, is somehow a part of that. You're in the clubhouse um, day after day around these players. Would you describe it as toxic, and how would you describe Pete and his role within the team? Yeah, I, I don't think it's toxic, and I, I don't think Pete Alonso is a problem at all. So, I, you know, I don't, I don't know where that's coming from, but I don't think I'm, you know, I'm there most of the time. Yeah. I don't see that with Pete Alonso. Okay, and. Um, What's the relationship like between um, Pete and Francisco Lindor? I, I think they get along well, mm-hmm. and I, I think yep. that, you know, I think I think they complement each other well. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lindor is, you know, I really see Lindor is is one of the leaders in there. He's he's, he's kind of, uh, you know, I think he took that step uh, a little bit last year. I think he's mm-hmm. taken a kind of a giant step forward in that regard. You know. You talk about, uh, and I, I don't think the Mets necessarily need a captain, but if you talk about the candidates, you, you put Lindor, Nimmo, and Alonso right there. I think, uh, mm-hmm. you know, neck and neck with each other. But uh, I, oh, I see Lindor as a, as a positive mm-hmm. uh, influence on that clubhouse. Uh, you know, earlier earlier in this year, uh, you know, I remember a game. The, the last time the Mets went down to Atlanta and the, the, after a game, Lindor was sitting there kind of dissecting with Brett Beatty, something that that had happened with Beatty that night. And he was just sitting there and discussing it with him at length. And, uh, you know, he's, he's got a lot of respect in that room. And Alonzo, mm-hmm. you know, Alonzo, he's just, uh, he's a guy, I think players, players gravitate toward him and he's kind of still a little bit the life of the party. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, you know, he's, uh, it'll be, you know, you know, and if he's, if he's going to be a candidate for captain, if the Mets decide to go that route, you know, that obviously he's got to get the, uh, contract extension. 
But, uh, no, I, I don't see Pete as, as a problem in that room. And, and then finally, um, when you look at all of the comments between Billy Epler and Steve Cohen and the trade deadline and, you know, I think uh, Max Scherzer's comments and Justin Verlander's comments after they were traded, all of that, how do you interpret what the Mets um, approach to 2024 is going to be? Do you expect them to be active in free agency looking for, um, you know, looking to bring in some um, some starting pitchers, maybe just uh, who aren't in their 30s um, or 35 plus, but do you expect them to be active in free agency? Well, they have to be active in free agency because you look at um, what their pitching rotation mm-hmm. is right now and you just lost Berlin or Scherzer. You're you're not bringing back Carrasco, who's just had a he's had a terrible year that mm-hmm. hasn't helped. And uh, you know, you, you basically your guys right now are uh, are, are Sanga and Quintana, and mm-hmm. then uh, you know maybe maybe, maybe you're hoping, maybe. yeah maybe you're hoping Peterson's mm-hmm. you know can be that back end guy. But yep. so you, you got spots you have to fill in that rotation and. Uh, there's there's nobody you know maybe you have a, a kid like Mike Vassell down in Syracuse who, mm-hmm. who maybe has a shot but you know you can't bank on that so you're really going into this to, to this winter I think uh, you have to sign two pitchers starting pitchers minimum we know those you know that won't be cheap yep. maybe maybe they're not going the top end of the market but they're they're, they're still going to be uh, in their signing pitchers. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think you're still, you're looking for on the lookout for another bat. You know, they, they never, uh, really filled that when they, uh, were looking to sign Carlos Correa back in December. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're, they're going to be active now where the payroll goes. I, I don't think it's going to be uh 364 million again, but, uh, you know, I, I, I have a hard time believing that, that Steve Cohen is just, you know, going to take a year off with this thing and say, <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll wait till 25. I, I don't, I don't know if that's in his DNA. How do you see them um, operating in terms of, you know, is this, we've heard them talk about this, but w- what do you expect in terms of a um, hiring a president of baseball operations and what that means for um, if they hire, you know, we've heard the rumors potentially about uh, a David Stern, a John Daniels, somebody like that. If they hire a president of baseball operations to be the final decision maker, uh, you know, on, uh, then what does that mean for Billy Epler and what does that mean potentially for Buck Showalter? Yeah, and, and that that's going to be interesting to see. But, you know, the indications I'm getting is that Epler will probably be be a part of it, at least uh, for that first year. I, I think uh, Epler's contract runs out after next season. Um, and the thing is, maybe you know, you you bring in a new president of baseball operations. That you, you want to have some infrastructure in place. You want to you want to have somebody there who who knows what's going on. Um, and uh, so I, I, I think there would there'd be a good chance that. Epler would stay, and and then the Showalter question is, is a little, I think, a little bit more interesting in my mind because I think I think that could go either way. 
you know, you could have a new president of baseball ops uh, come in and want his own guy. At the same time, you know, if, if David Stearns comes in, and you, for example, and you give him a five-year contract, I, I could, you know, I could also see Steve Cohen saying to him, "Listen, why, why don't you try Buck for one year and, and see how it goes with him? And if you don't like him, bring him, you know, bring in your own manager for twenty-five. So, uh, to me, that's the more interesting question. There is Show Walter. I, I have a feeling Epler is going to stick around just to have uh, that infrastructure in place if. Uh, uh, a president of baseball operations is hired. Um, Mike Puma, appreciate the time, appreciate the firsthand knowledge of what's going on inside the Mets clubhouse. Um, and so, you know, it's always helpful to get uh, that perspective. Um, thanks so much for uh, for stopping for stopping in after a long day at the ballpark. Um, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. All right. Take care, Lori. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.